We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in. It's a special day. It's Thursday. And as you know, that means Paul is live in studio with us on the date day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your questions, Bible questions with Paul here today, relationship questions, whatever's on your heart. All you have to do is pick up the phone and dial 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and as always if you're driving in your car on this gray cold day the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen you'll be connected directly to our studio producer Paula welcome to the show thank you baby thanks for hanging out with me today it's my pleasure and my job I told you when you came to my front door, I heard the Lord's voice say, this is the one for life. So that's my job. I have to take care of you. And you weren't even saved when you heard the Lord say that. I know. But, you know, you tell us the three ministries that the Holy Spirit has, you know. He walks beside us, he comes upon us, and he's in us. Mm-hmm. So before, you know. Actually, actually, I think if the Holy Spirit was really beside you at that moment, yeah. he would have said, don't open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just ignore. <laughs> just ignore this. Uh, we can move on. There's another one coming. Just hold on. No, no. But he knew what he was doing. Boy, that you know, we don't think about this. I mean, you and I do. We get around March 20th. That was the day we met. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't. But but you know, it was like every other day. We had no idea that our entire lives were going to change forever. That's right. And just that one instant, just making eye contact. Yeah. Well, you had seen me actually eye contact mm-hmm. on March 13th. Yeah, but you didn't know what a hunk I was. I had no clue how how overwhelmed I was going to be with with just one glance of you. I should have warned you when I called you. You should. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get ready, girl, because you're getting ready to Mm -hmm. (laughs) fall out. 
Right. But seriously, the very <laughs> next day, I mean, mm-hmm. we spent, that was, I don't know, maybe five, six o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. And your mom kicked me out at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I picked you up again at eight o'clock in the morning yeah. to, to go to, be, to the beach. Mm-hmm. The very next day, we're talking about spending the rest of our lives together. I know. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to, because we saw that old couple. Yeah. And us, they were holding hands, you know. Look so dumpy, actually. <laughs> well, no, he, he he was pretty cool. Yeah, know? yeah. Black socks. Marjorie shorts. Shorts. <laughs> a hat. She was wearing a muumuu, and you said, I'm not wearing muumuu. I'm not wearing muumuu, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, he had on black shoes with but, knee-high socks yeah. huh, and those shorts. But they, they were holding hands on the beach, yeah. and you said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could grow old together like that? And uh-huh. here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> You're not wearing Marjorie shorts and black socks up to your knees, but mm-hmm. the, yeah, we're, we're different. But yeah, we're 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 getting to that age. I think they might have been a little older than us. I don't think so. No, we're older than well. We actually feel like we are for sure. I don't I don't feel all that old. <laughs> but you know, just just the the seeming arbitrariness mm-hmm. of me seeing you calling you, showing up at your door, mm-hmm. and having no idea. I had no expectations. That the rest of our life was going to be <laughs> All different. I knew was this little guy, not little guy, this guy, little arrogant thing, you know, I had a date, break it, I'll call you back in 30 minutes, <laughs> you know. Who is this guy? i got to see who this is. But then when I opened the door and there you were, oh, man, and here we are, 53 what, March, April, May, June, it's almost July, 54. August, September, October, November. 54 in a minute. Yeah, it is. Wow. Wow. Woo-hoo! And see, and, and again, neither of us knew the Lord at that time. No. But, but the reality is that with Jesus, every day can have that kind of potential to change the rest of your life in an instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Change the rest of our life and many others, yeah. you know, over these many years. It's just been a cool ride. You know, yesterday I was saying, or day before yesterday I said something to you about, you know, being on the back. Oh, we were in front of the, in front of the new building and we were praying and it was like, you know, it's kind of an exciting thing being on the back of the tandem bike (laughs) and Jesus is on the front, you know, we're just kind of sitting on, holding on real tight. Legs are (laughs) out to the side because he pedals fast. You know, we can't really keep up. But right now, I feel like we're going, like, up, you know, up to a, on a big mountain. Because as I look at the building, it's like, wow, it seems impossible. And yet, any minute now, we're going to be going down. Wee! You know, because <laughs> it's just, yeah. But it, our life is, what am I trying to say? Exciting. <laughs> yeah, we never know what tomorrow will bring. And, and a lot of times, you know, we're standing... Uh, receiving people who want to meet us or ask pastor on a question between services when that really isn't the most opportune time. But from one person to the next, it's, oh, Pastor Ron, thank you for praying for me. You know, I got healed of this or my mom got saved or um, my child came back or any of those things. And then the very next person is, Pastor Ron, keep praying because, you know, I got bad news, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's still an exciting adventure. You know, Paul, when Paul talks about his personal sufferings, and he lists all of the terrible things that he had to go through, 
you know, the, the the forty lashes minus one five times the shipwrecks the the murderous plots um, his his thorn in the flesh the, all of the things imprisonment um, he adds at the end of the day he says and besides all that all that I face daily the pressure of the concern for my churches yeah, yeah. and um, you know I it's it's hard and I'm not setting myself up as super spiritual here but. But but it's hard for people to understand how deeply the people in the church get into your heart, and how how deeply involved you are. Uh, share the story. We got a got a, a, a picture and a you got some texts mm. from a young couple. They're not young anymore, no. but a young couple more than twenty years ago. Now it's been that long since we've seen them, mm-hmm. and they just contacted you. This is the kind of thing that happens to us all the time. Yeah, yeah. They um, I don't even know what state they're in, but. Uh, they've been watching you online, watching the church online this whole time. And, you know, they said, I, I probably should read it, but um, they just said that um, you had a great impact in their walk. God has used you abundantly, um, and they're still listening, like I said, every Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, um, and their kids as well. <laughs> and they they just wanted to let us know, you know, that... Um, their kids, let me see, I think the youngest one, because they didn't even have him when they left. Um, I think he's probably 15 or 16. You know, the oldest girl's in second year of college. One of the girls is a senior in high school. I mean, she was, yeah, that's when they left because she was pregnant with her. The two boys, I don't think we've ever met them unless mm-hmm. they came back through like maybe a couple of years later, and but they've been gone forever. But that they're still involved in our lives and they just wanted to know and then in fact you know how you get started in a conversation she goes okay so I have a, I have a, a question for Pastor Ron this is what she asked you today Pastor Ron do you pray for me they've been gone 18, 20 years oh, well I'll put you on the list today how's that <laughs> you know pretty much um, but yeah people you know when we left California that's another thing, too. When we left California, we had no idea. The little church we went to, um, how people just were affected by you getting saved and you being so radical in your salvation, so thankful that when we left, it's like, no, 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 don't leave. You can't leave. That church was blessed by the fact that they had a part in watching you you get saved and go because when I went there um, at first you weren't even saved yeah it's amazing with with that church and, and and let me talk about Pam first for a minute because Pam and Oliver the couple that we're talking about okay they send a picture yes and she doesn't look any older than her kids in I, fact when I saw the picture Ron I, I was trying to discern who's who yeah. who yeah, and so you know, just boy, she's got the gift of eternal youth. Mm-hmm. But but the 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 other church um, where where when we were homeless, when we were going through all those things, and they embraced us mm-hmm. and recognized um, my gifting, and you you were singing on the worship team mm-hmm. and stuff back then, mm-hmm. um, but um, not realizing that you were you were having an impact. Uh, on people's lives, uh, and they were doing so much, preparing us. And Paula, that church and the people in it share uh, in all of the rewards yeah. that 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 
Calvary Chapel of San Antonio is sort of racked or racking up Mm -hmm. in heaven. Just that's how intricately God weaves his church together. It's just just an amazing thing. And again, I want to emphasize that uh, ordinary days can be extraordinary. And all you have to do is be walking with Jesus. And at any moment, every single person you meet can be somebody that is um, has a life-changing impact uh, on our lives or us on their lives. And uh, only God could do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of Wanda Mitchell. Oh, I love her. I'm sure she's in heaven by now. And, and you know, kind of lost touch. But we learned um, hospitality, um, generosity to the max. I mean, we... <laughs> When you were in, when you did get saved and went to Bible college, they knew that you know we had lost everything. And so while you were at Bible college, every week she gave me twenty five dollars before you would come home, so that I could go and buy food enough to feed you, because she knew I didn't have enough money. Because well, during the week I just ate baked potatoes and oranges, and um, I couldn't just feed that to you, you know. And she would bring. Groceries. She would make a cake and frost it. You know, I mean, <laughs> to make a cake and have frosting was a big deal for me back then. Um, but when we, when we would stay at her house, um, and I know I've told this story before too. She'd moved out of, out of her main bedroom into the guest bedroom because the main bedroom was next to the one bathroom that she had, a little two bedroom, one bath house in Laverne, California. I mean, you know you. You know, she heard, if she heard that we were coming into town, yep. she would get on the phone and she would insist, absolutely insist. And she was like a mother figure, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the sense that uh, she could be pushy in a in a neat way. Yeah. Um, but she would insist that, no, you're staying at, at my house. Mm-hmm. And we would get there mm-hmm. and we'd be staying, uh, if there was a conference or whatever it was, mm-hmm. we'd be staying there. <laughs> and uh, she'd move out, mm-hmm. move us into her main bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the refrigerator was absolutely stocked yeah. with stuff that she knew I liked, yeah. and it was just just an amazing thing. And, and just the, the rewards for her hospitality and the things that she's taught us, mm-hmm. and our lives, Paul, are, are littered with stories of people like that. Yeah. And um, you know, the little church there. Of course, our church now is quite large. By comparison, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we just get the opportunity to meet people <laughs> like this all the time. All the time, I'm laughing at myself because you know, people are the way they are for a reason. And then we prepare for the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, the fearful, and the angry. Well, I remember the first time I went to their church, you know, by myself because you know, Ron the jerk. Um, Pastor Bob. If Ray Ray's listening, I'm just oh, holding yeah. on to Oh, no, sorry. Don't do it, Ray Ray. Don't do it. <laughs> Pastor Bob announced, if you are new to the church, you know, just, you know, um, sit and, and listen and, and, you know, kind of find out who we are, you know, welcome and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I, I, I stood up immediately, but you don't understand. <laughs> You don't understand where I live. I needed to tell them something. And he he was so sweet. He just, well, maybe we could talk later. <laughs> this is a church. <laughs> so I understand when the 
needy, the confused, the fearful, the angry people come mm-hmm. in here. It's like, you sit with me, baby. It's okay. <laughs> we can talk later because I really understand what they're going through. And so, yeah. But, uh, oh, he was so sweet. They must have thought you were the neediest <laughs> ever, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was cute because you know how we do now with some of the single moms um, or even and people who are having a hard time, you know, most Christians aren't the ones on the on the street with the sign saying we'll work for food, and they really won't. Um, not all, but some don't. Well, they they knew I was in a bad way, and so this one lady said, "Well, you know, can you clean my house?" Because she worked, had two kids, two teenage kids, but you know, the kids kind of ruled the roost, and so they didn't clean, not even their own room. So she hired me to clean her house. That's when I found out I was allergic to cats. <laughs> Ooh, that was a mess. But people just came out of the woodwork to offer me like little jobs and stuff so that they could help me. You know, I remember, Paula, fun. how heartbroken they were. And, and I mean this in a good way, but when we announced that the Lord was calling us to San Antonio. Oh, my goodness. And it was, it was months before that. I hadn't yet graduated from Bible college, but we knew then we were going to San Antonio. And they were just heartbroken. Yeah, no. And they did everything to try to talk us out of it. And, and, and Pastor Bob said, said, you know, I can see you're calling as a pastor. We'll help you start a church. But, mm-hmm. but why don't you to get some, some time and experience here? Uh, you can help me out. And we'll help you with the church plant. And, mm-hmm. and I remember looking at this, this older, yes. um, experienced pastor and, and just looking at him and saying, you know, Bob, I would like nothing more than to stay here and serve with you. Mm-hmm. But God said. Yeah. And he said, well, maybe you didn't. I said, Bob, we know mm-hmm. that God said. Yeah. And from that point forward, he was convinced. And and the things that they did for us, you know, we had a truck that was a disaster. Somebody, we, we, we bought it for a dollar, just one of those legal transactions. And it didn't have air conditioning. It barely ran. It was an uh, eight by uh, eleven, eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper that the guy listed all the things that were wrong yeah. on it, front and back. Yeah. Well, one one of the people in our church was a uh, an auto shop teacher at the, the community college in town, yeah. and um, uh, without us knowing it, he took the truck. And had it for the somebody loaned me their car, and he took it, and they brought it back to us, and that truck was like brand new, mm-hmm. had air conditioning mm-hmm. installed in it, mm-hmm. it was overhauled, and yeah. and and they did that because they didn't want us on the freeway. They said you're not going to <clears throat> Texas. Yeah, I, I just think I just think of Ananias. You know, uh, the first words that that Saul of Tarsus heard as a Christian were were, were brother Saul. Yeah, and and these. People who who didn't know me for that long, but but saw what God was doing in in our lives, um, they just availed all of themselves to us, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it just you know we we, we received so much love mm-hmm. and so much care, and it was just one of the great gifts that we've ever received because it was truly the Lord who showed us how much he loved us and how he wanted us to love people who uh, who were going to come here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of Elizabeth, the little, the young girl. She was in, we have so many stories, huh? 
just when you talk, I'm, I'm thinking of whether she must have come over to the house like three times. And then she said, you know, we had this little two-bedroom, one-bath apartment. And she goes, I want to clean it. I just want to be here all day, so let me just clean it. I was like, I know how to clean. You know, kind of thing. You don't have to do that. She says, please, Paula. And she was a high schooler. Yeah, she's 16, yeah. Mm. And she just got in that. And I remember her, she was scrubbing the ceiling. Over in the, she's standing in the tub, and she's scrubbing the ceiling. No, I, would, I don't clean it like that. But, so, but she just wanted to stay all day. Mm. Just amazing. I had no idea that, I mean, I knew her first name, but I didn't know she knew me at all. Pastor Bob's yeah. wife, Sandy, would stop by four, oh, five, six goodness, times a day. Oh, my goodness, that was horrible. <clears throat> As we were getting so ready to leave. painful. Oh, please, can you just stay a little longer? <laughs> oh. Oh, I used to clean her up. That was my first real serving thing. Um, you know, you're in a church and you know that you should serve. And I was like, well, what, should I, what should I do, Lord? What should I do, you know? And I think that was one of, like, one of the first times I'm really asking the Lord how to serve him. I had heard his voice when he, when you came to the front door. Didn't know that was really his voice till later. But I remember, how can I serve at this church? I, I need to serve. And he said, go ask the pastor's wife, what does she need? And so when I went to her house, and, you know, you're, you're wide open for whatever she needs. Um, and so he said, go to her house and ask her what she needs. And I said, okay, the Lord told me to come over here and ask you, what do you need me to do? How can I serve you? They had a what was Down what, Down syndrome. A Down syndrome boy, Ben. And um for maybe two or three hours she asked me to be at the house so she could run her errands and stuff like that. And I was like, Okay. Well Ben stays in his room for the most part and he plays um The Christmas Carol. The Christmas Carol. The movie. Whether it's the movie or, or the, the cartoon, cartoon or uh, over and over and over and over again. And so, and it's very loud. And it's very loud. Because he yes. was very hard of hearing. Yeah. And so um, I said, okay, I, well, I can do that. But then while she was gone and he's in his room, and, you know, I did that for a couple of years, um, I just thought, I'm just sitting around. So I cleaned their house. She was so grateful, so grateful. And I was so grateful that I got to serve. And then she said, well, while you're here, why don't you do your laundry? And their laundry was out in the garage. And and if you have time, you know, throw a load in for me. I was like, okay. So it just turned into, it was, yeah, God took care of it. He just took care of everything. And then she would cook for me, you know. She'd cook for her family and then make enough for me to pack up and take home. <laughs> I, it's just amazing stuff. I'm just thinking of all these things that people did for us. You remember you remember the night we got invited? Oh my goodness! Please, I know night. what you're going to talk about. <laughs> a Sunday night after church, <laughs> so we're going to listen to gospel music. Some people might really take offense. Well, to what you're going to say. I'll, I'll be careful. Okay, but they said we're, we're going to listen to gospel music. We'd love to have you guys come over. So we said, okay, we'll come over. And we're thinking Ron Cannoli and yeah, we're yeah, thinking yeah. Uh-huh. gospel music yeah. that, that we've we've watched before. Yeah. And and there was I don't know six couples eight couples something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and all gathered for this special night. They were so music. excited. And as it turns out, it was like a Gaither family homecoming mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. It was. And and we sat in there, and 
uh, it was two hours of torture. It was it was just awful. No, I. <laughs> I was looking at you, and you were looking at me like, "What can we say? Can we go now?" And I know, I know, even now that we were there because you felt bad. Oh, we we gotta go. You know, we gotta go. So I'm sitting there like, "Get us out of here, Paul." Now I know those people love the Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but but it, it was like they were at a rock concert. Only they were it was, so it was, excited. They right? were so excited, and we're just sitting there watching them, just thinking, "Paula, this cannot be our future. This cannot be." Our future, but but I mean that little church, um, less than a hundred people. That little church taught us so much about love, yeah, and what it really, really meant to care for each other. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't waste anything. Mm-hmm. He was making deposits into my heart. Um, this this is just a little picture of the kind of things that I've got planned for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, those people were so good. The, the, the day before we left, um, actually it was the week before we left, the last Sunday we were going to be there. We left on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Bob asked me to preach. And um, so I did. They threw a party for us. And shared testimony. It was it was the most emotional week. Oh my goodness! Unbelievable. Yeah, just really unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So many stories. I'm thinking my very first women's retreat because we're going to talk about that in a second. I couldn't afford to pay to go. That's sixty dollars for back then, you know, for a day and a half. I was like, no way. And the Lord said, <clears throat> test me on this, you know, kind of a thing. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to go, but I can't. I go to register. And somebody had already paid for me. <laughs> what? Thank you, Jesus. Every ordinary day can be extraordinary if you're hanging out with Jesus. Well, we've kind of wasted the first half hour just reminiscing. we got 30 minutes left in the Date Day Show, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. We will be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Date Day show, 340-9585. For your live calls and questions, that's area code 210. Paula, we have no idea, none of that we were we planned to talk about or you planned to talk about, yeah. but, but maybe that... Somebody was blessed. I just, we never know the impact we have on other people's lives. And there were so many of those people who had such an impact um, in our lives mm-hmm. and on our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so. I mean, so many lessons I learned. In fact, I know I need to move on, but then, you know, sometimes where you say things, because um, I was learning everything. You know, once you got saved, I was learning everything because. What I thought I knew was not right in a whole lot of situations. I remember um, talking about somebody at the church. Somebody had said something, and I repeated what they said. And Pastor Bob had to come to the house and sit down with you and me to say, did you see that? 
I said, no, I didn't see that. So you just heard something from somebody else. That's called gossip, and that's inappropriate, and we can't have that. Oh, okay, I'm so sorry. And then after that— It just crushed your soul. I oh, yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, but, but you know, he who began the good work in it will be faithful to complete, and those are some of the things you got to learn. And so I remember talking to you and saying, was that gossip? Because I was learning, you know. And you said, well, you didn't really need to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. And so you you live and learn. Um, and yeah, so that was just, those are the things you have to. You yeah, I think to sometimes, especially through. when it comes to gossip and the conversation that husbands and wives have, we sort of let our guards down. Mm. And we think, uh, well, it's okay, it's just, just me and him. Mm-hmm. But, but But it's never okay to speak ill of other people. Mm-hmm. It's just never okay to do that. Yeah. And yet we do it um, thinking, well, this is a safe place. But Jesus is always there. And I think when Bob, uh, Pastor Bob um, brought that to uh, our attention, um, he, he was demonstrating his love for us by giving us a chance to do things right. Mm-hmm. Repent, I'm so sorry, and do things the right way. Yeah, yeah, and exactly that. And so I had to go to the person mm-hmm. And say, I am so sorry. This is what I heard, and this is what I repeated. I just that was just so wrong. Please forgive me. You know, those, all those humbling things that your flesh just doesn't want to do um, is so good for us. And so, again, all those lessons that we've learned. It, now that we get to turn around and say, such were some of us. We were this. I did the same thing. So I'm not like judging you. I'm trying to help you to learn to do what's right. Let's let's do it together. Let's learn it together. Let's be obedient together. That's how we can walk. So that kind of goes into our, my segue. We're not going to talk a long time about our women's retreat because I want to talk about last night's study too, making right choices. So our women's retreat is coming up. It's going to be earlier this year. It's February 29th to March 2nd at Alto Frio Camp and Retreat Center um, for... 18-year-old girls and up, or if they're a senior in high school and they happen to be 17, that's fine, too. Um, There's going to be child care for nursing moms of babies who aren't walking. There's another story. We were at a racetrack one time, and the little five- or six-year-old little boy (laughs) walked up to his mom and standing up nursed her, so we're not going to have that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The theme... The theme is walk in the light from First John one seven, and um, you know if we. Uh, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. This is verse five. God is light; in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. And so, you know, some of those stories I'm telling, like Pastor Bob coming to our house, you know, I was walking in darkness, and he was trying to help. Uh, and, and you did it unaware. Yeah, I wasn't aware. Yeah. But he, in love, like you said, came to the house, and you it makes you aware, and then you get to choose, make the right choice. You can either repent or say, who are you to tell me, you know, and go on being mm-hmm. ugly. So, 
Yeah, and it's a, it's a fairly big event. We'll have 250-plus women mm-hmm. who are there, mm-hmm. and we extend that invitation to those of you in the radio audience if you would love to come. Yep. Um, we, we'd love to have you. You will be blessed. And don't worry about being a stranger because with our group of ladies, you'll be a stranger for about a minute and a half. Maybe. Once you get there. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, prayerfully consider that. Yep. Um, Laura Cowan is going to be our guest mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. She sure is from Poyman Ministries. And right now she and her husband, John, are in Sacramento. They uh, go and help out either churches where their pastor's sick or in, in you know, um, the kids are having issues or something, sickness, and um, or the pastor dies. Or just quits. Or quits. Gets or, caught in sin. Yeah. Just churches with issues. Churches with issues. There you go. And so they're there now, but she's coming. Um, and then registration takes place starting not this Sunday, but next Sunday, the 14th. But I think we only have like six weeks worth of registration. So um, the four-person rooms fill up pretty quickly. And then... Then there's, um, what do you call them? Bunkhouses. Yeah. So register. It should be up online on the 14th, or you will be here at the church, which is better. Um, and then you really won't be a stranger when you get to the retreat because you already know some people. Are you sure that um, it's not this Sunday? Because this morning you told me. I told register. you this morning, but. Um, okay, it didn't start Because our meeting, our committee <clears throat> meeting, and anybody's, um, and every lady is welcome to join. That's this Monday night. So that's um, the committee meeting. So you can come in, serve, and be a part of this thing. It's yeah. at seven. Yep, yeah. I'm laughing at Pastor Louis. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. He's funny. Yeah, he he's, we, he doesn't try to be, but he is. Mm-hmm. But but he we was talking about uh, making the announcement that the ladies um, Monday night Bible study for this one Monday night <clears throat> mm-hmm. will be uh, a, a, a retreat planning meeting uh-huh. and invited the ladies to come and he just kind of shook his head and he said we, we, oh, yeah. we don't we don't understand the the planning committee meetings yeah, yeah, yeah. you know our planning is make sure pastor ron gets there on time yeah and and check with james white to make sure the brisket's going to be there that's it you're done that that's that's <laughs> our planning committee but you guys have ice sculptures yeah and all kinds of nice stuff but yeah. no we don't have ice sculptures but you know close yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, babe, these studies that you've been doing of late, you know, uh, Sundays, you know, where people were confessing and repenting and getting right with the Lord, and people are, you know, we had another wedding this past week, um, but last night, too, my goodness. Jesus must be coming back soon, and he wants us all to be right with him, so there's less to burn up, evidently. I think he's waiting, actually, till I get done with Leviticus. going to make me go through the whole thing. <laughs> and I only have one more week in Leviticus, and we're finally done. Yeah. And, and, and think about this. One of the things I'll be able to say when I pray next Wednesday night mm-hmm. is that, Lord, when we're done tonight, we will again, together, as a church body, have read every single word yeah, I know. of a book. Yeah, I know. And, and some some of us more than others. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. said that because she reads it yeah. to me yeah. over and over. Yeah. But um, um, you know, I think most of the human race has not read any of Leviticus. <laughs> I, I think, on purpose. Not I think on purpose, many huh? many Christians have never read all of Leviticus. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but um, we will have done that with his living and active words. So yeah. um, I, I'm kind of expecting the rapture after Wednesday night. <laughs> Yesterday you said, you know, before we read, you said, Paul, I need you to read chapter 27. And I was like, he is old, you know, maybe he forgot. <laughs> Just go to 27. And so I said, 27? You said, oh, no, it's 26. But I was ready to read 27 and have you skip it all of <laughs> All together, just go right to 27. Yes, baby, we're done. <laughs> Actually, I thought chapter 26, um, practically speaking, was the most important chapter in the book of Leviticus. Yeah. So we got through it last night. Mm-hmm. And-, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we don't really want to. I want to just talk about the, the principles of chapter 26. I guess I put it, should put, put, put my notes up here. But um, Leviticus, here we go. I can hear the little kids. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. But you started in, um, these are conditional promises, and you kept saying over and over again because it says in the Word, to Israel, and yet um, we get to have, did I get to 26? Nope. Uh, We get to have the, uh, what am I trying to say? The the principles principles were for us. Apply to us where the promises are to Israel, and then um, in verse one of twenty-six, you said that God is saying, "Worship me only." That's ominous, right there, because um, a lot of times we're worshiping any anything and everything but the Lord alone. Sorry if I'm going off with my voice because I'm looking at my Bible, um, but do not make idols. And you said idols mean nothings. Yeah, that's not the, the normal Hebrew word for idols in Leviticus 26. It's a word that means nothings. Um, and, and God is simply saying any time that we waste worshiping anything other than him is is worshiping a nothing. And it's not going to have any value. Mm. And he goes on from there. And I said last night that the key word in chapter 26 is the word if. Yeah. Um, over and over and over. The Lord says, if you do this. And it's not like God's covenant to Abraham, which was unconditional. It's not like God's covenant with us as born-again believers. If we're born again, then we have the guarantee of, of heaven. But but God was speaking to his people, and he was saying this, this principle that worked in the Garden of Eden uh, from the time of Cain, uh, all the way down to 2024 in San Antonio, Texas. Do what is right and it'll go well with you. And he says, if you do this, I'll do this. And the list of things that God promises to bless them with are just marvelous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's almost too good to think of. Mm-hmm. And we think, well, well, what about all those promises? Well, we have even greater promises in the New Testament. And the principle practically speaking for us, is we've really got to believe that, understanding, however, that God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey, and if we're living disobedient lives, and it could be you could be like 95% obedient, but if God's trying to pry one of those nothings out of your life, mm. and and you don't let him do it, then the fact is um, you're you're not in the will of God, and, and, and God's promises don't apply to you. And what, what God is saying is, look, I have such a, 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 a bucket full of blessings. Just let me, let me bless you. Mm-hmm. 
And we Christians are looking, well, bless me with money, bless me with a relationship, bless me with a good job, bless me with good health. And God says, no, I have so much more than that for you. But we're holding stuff back from the Lord. And what God wants to do is prove to us that he is a source of infinite blessings day after day after day. And that's why that word if is so important. If you do this, the first 13 verses Mm -hmm. in chapter 26... God promises protection and provision and mm-hmm. and, and power, uh, power mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and then presence. His, his, pre- presence. his presence, the best of all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he gets to verse fourteen and says, "But if you do not do those things, mm-hmm. go back to verse thirteen though. That one qualification was, and then it resulted in freedom. Yeah. So provision, protection, power, his presence, freedom. That's cool. But yeah, but then verse fourteen. However, if we don't, you know, because you said this so many times last night, we cannot escape the consequences for our bad choices. Yeah. And God doesn't overlook them. We're going to have to go through, you know, just like me. I had to go to those people and say, uh, I'm so sorry I said this about you, you know. God just doesn't overlook that. we got to do something about it. Uh, I have a scripture that I couldn't find the other day. I couldn't, I couldn't remember the word. And it says, um, God expects us basically it's it's um proverbs twenty eight thirteen where it says um we have to confess our sins, yes, but renounce them mm-hmm. so I've been trying to the way I can remember it is I can announce my sin, but I gotta renounce it. It's one thing to say, oh, man, this is just how I am. This is what I do. I'm an angry black woman, you know, kind of a thing. (laughs) Um, But the Lord said, no, 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 we need to renounce all of those things. You can talk about your sinfulness and what a wretch you are, but it's time to change. Yeah, one of the things I tried to drive home last night, Paula, was that we have a, a, a cultural Understanding, misunderstanding, really, of confession, we think all oh, I got to do is say it, mm-hmm. but but it's not that we've got to renounce it. Yeah, we got to change, and we can't fool God. You can fool people. Well, I'm really sorry, and then you know, under our breath, we're we're not sorry at all. Um, God knows every thought, uh, and so we've got to renounce that sin. Uh, and and change in, in in other words purpose in our heart. I I don't want to do those mm-hmm. things anymore. That's what you did with that 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 incident of gossiping. And I also tried to drive home last night that the list of uh, what I called cursings as opposed to blessings was twice as long. Yeah. If you don't do those things, mm-hmm. because the human condition is such that we just pile sin upon sin, and 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 unfortunately in the New Testament church. Um, we have a tendency to believe that, um, you know, well, God is God loves me, and so He won't punish me. He does. There are consequences to our bad choices, yeah. and we we honestly don't think there should be. We actually have people who get angry at God when they have to go through consequences for the bad choices they've made. As a pastor, I've been telling people for now for twenty nine years that that the consequences are necessary. If there are no consequences, we keep making the same mistakes, which forfeits the presence of God in our lives. 
And, um, you know, we don't like to hear that because we'd like to believe that everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Paul, let's take a phone call. We got our friend Ruben from Seguin on line one. Ruben, thanks for holding. You're on the air. No problem. Uh, Happy New Year, Mama Thank- Paula and Pastor Ron. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year, Ruben. It's good to hear you. It's good to be heard. <laughs> uh, I just have a quick question. Um, I don't really want to go too much into detail about this person. Um, I met someone yesterday at a church that I visited, and I'm thinking twice about not going back. And she kind of freaked me out because she said that her name was Asherah. And I'm pretty sure you know what that name means or refers to. Yeah, my goodness. Okay. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Um, can you expound on that for me? Like, do you think she's a, a little bit cuckoo or... Well, I, or I can tell you, I can tell you she pro- prob- probably the church that you were going to is is an over-the-top charismatic church, and they have no understanding at all. But honestly, Ruben, that's like some girl coming up and you saying, oh, you know, you look very nice today. What's your name? And she says, I'm Jezebel. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you, you, you know, we, we don't... We don't have that happen, and you know, Asherah is—it's—it's um, it's just that's not a, a positive thing biblically. So uh, that would be something that I would be super wary of, and the the kind of churches that foster that kind of a thought process are typically not really solid churches in terms of uh, rightly teaching. Um, doctrine in, in, in um, uh, the Word of God. So I'd be real, real, real careful, Reuben. Yeah, I would go somewhere I'm else. Not, exactly. I am not going to go back. I am not going to go back. I figured you would say that. I am definitely Pastor not Pastor Rod going is back. so, he's so nice, you know. I would suggest that you, you know, no, go away. Thank you, Mama Paula. Tell me the truth. You're no, welcome. Stay away. God bless you, Ruben. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, you know, you said that God is not a permissive father. He is a loving father. He says, you know, like our parents used to say, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. I never believed my dad when he said that. Me either. See, like my mom, when she was whooping us, she was enjoying it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Way too much, but and know. yes, when we grew up, we got whipped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that we just—that was how it was, and you know, spoil the rod. I mean, spare the rod, spoil the child. That wouldn't happen in my house or my neighborhood. The neighbors got to whoop us if they <laughs> if they needed to. But then yeah. one one kid, a pastor's kid, <laughs> his dad said. You know what the Bible says: spare the rod and spoil the child. And the the, the little boy now, six huh? years old, he yeah. said. Well, when are you going to start doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, God is not a permissive father because he loves us so much. He says, i got to let you have these consequences so you'll not do this next time, hopefully, you know. And so um, we just need to repent. When we, when we know we're wrong, and there's so many times we know we're wrong already. You know, like me, I, I didn't know about the gossip thing back then, but I know it now. <laughs> and if I even begin to, it's like, hey, 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 no, 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 we ain't having that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Romans fourteen twenty three says anything not of faith is sin. Mm-hmm. And and when God has given you that check in your spirit, yeah. pay attention to you it. You know it. You can keep your mouth shut. You don't have to say things. And the rule is simple. Simply never speak ill of another person if they're not right there. Well, I don't even want to speak ill of them if they're there. Well, other but, than but if that, it's conviction. You wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, true. But, but to speak ill of another person is... Um, um, that that that's just one of the things that can remove the presence of God and the power of God and the protection of God and the provision of God from our lives. Yeah. So we we have to be serious about about doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. You have four minutes, Paula. All right. You know how you always say, "Just be with Jesus." If there's a song we sing, you know, "Let us experience the glory of Your goodness." Let's and 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 more of your presence if we would really, 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 really think about that. <laughs> There's a whole lot of stuff that we would do, of course, better because we'd be walking in the light with Christ and do things his way. Um, but there was the better one, well, not the better one, but the safer one would be that we wouldn't say and do some of the things that we say and do. You know, even my thoughts now are is like if I have a bad thought about somebody, you know, and that, that comes you know, you just, There's an enemy who brings them. Mm-hmm. The Lord's been telling me, I want you to see everything that comes into your life, Paula, as though I sent it. Wow, it changes, you know, Sunday's message. Perspective versus pride. You know, and you see how many people came to the altar all three services. I was on the worship team. But God and I know, and I'm telling you now, I was in, in the front standing down there with the other people. Because, you know, we all, I think we all at times kind of struggle with some pride. We we definitely have the wrong perspective on a lot of things. We don't have God's mind. We don't even seek it sometimes because it doesn't make sense to us. And then procrastination. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So all three services, I was down there, even though I wasn't down there. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for being faithful to teach and these, you know, make the right choices in other words, do what I tell you to do, the Lord speaking. And so, whew, good thing he's patient. <laughs> you know, Paul, I, I said last night that, that every time we call him Lord and we pray, Lord Jesus this and Lord this and Lord God Almighty, mm-hmm. every time we call him Lord, we're <laughs> accepting a contract. Yep. We're saying, okay, you're in charge, I'm not. Yep. And the moment we take over, the moment we break our end of the contract, then those negative ifs from last night come into play. Yeah. And I think it's just, we don't expect, you know, we want God to, well, you understand my heart, and you know why I'm doing this, and he really doesn't. All he knows is that he can't bless you with provision or protection or his presence or power. Uh, power. And you won't he, have freedom. Yeah, he can't do those things if we're holding things back. And I think in these last days, Jesus is coming soon. I think in these last days, we've got to be serious about dealing with our own sin. I had a question this past week. uh, How do you examine your heart? Mm. Or maybe it's a question I got coming up. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But that's how you do it. Lord, I want to be right with you. Yeah. And take the time. Because you said, you know, we were there like 10, 15 seconds. And, you know, the Lord starts to put his finger on something. It's like, oh, I got to (laughs) go. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Date Day Show. Three, I don't, you don't need the phone number now. You don't now. need the phone number now. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. This has been fun. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.